did. We did crack that code too, right? He uh, got fired from the UFC and then started working for Bellator and currently works for Bellator. Yeah, it was for uh, reasons that weren't... Pr- no, he didn't get fired. He left. He left because he got treated. He got treated so he had a weird phone call pretty it's like an exec and he was like i didn't deserve to be treated like that so we roll in like somewhere else like that's what he said smart on his i mean you gotta respect a play like that where he said you treat me like that once you'll treat me like that again and i'm not gonna let that happen i'm peacing out yeah that was almost exactly what the quote was and i mean a guy like bert people love him he'll find work anywhere and i'm sure he does a wonderful job you know, I haven't personally fought in the UFC, so I can't really? speak on, uh, well, you know, I know it comes across that way with uh, <laughs> everything I've been working on, but. You got that Derek Lewis fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take my pants off real quick. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. This is now a Triple X podcast. The uh, well, episode 100. Tri- might not be Triple X, but triple it's Triple digits. digits. There he is. What a segue. You're natural, bro. Oh, well, you know. That is fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome. To the 100th episode of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast and some breaking news for even the people in this room. It is not only the 100th episode of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. It is the last episode of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. Play the heartfelt piano music again. Because we're, re- we're renaming it to the 247 Co- Combat Sports Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> because now... Oh, that was that was such a weird air horn. What? Give us a fresh What's going one. What's on with our air horn? Okay, there okay, we go. Okay, okay, okay. I was I was really worried. Like we can, we can change our name, but we can't change our air horn. That would that would have hurt. So we are going to be the two four seven combat sports podcast now, because we're moving into Cincinnati, obviously September 9th. and the scope of our future plans involves more than Pittsburgh, and it's just eventually going to get very confusing. If it's the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast and we're talking about Ohio or wherever it may be, things are starting to broaden a little for us. So it was an appropriate time for a little rebrand. For sure. Let me tell you, I mean, Pittsburgh will always, I mean, more so you and Danny than me, but will always live on very strongly in our hearts. But With an Eagles hat on. Well, you know, <laughs> someone's got to represent the the best Pennsylvania NFL team Whoa, in 2023. In 2023, this dude. Maybe this not prior dude. to uh, 2023. But. This this guy, dude. I mean, I'm probably being a super homer, but I think the Steelers have a pretty nasty roster this year. If they can gel, it's going to be a good good year for the Steelers. Oh no, boys. I I got no beef with the Steelers. I I, I certainly hope you guys do well. Big Kenny Pickett guy for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, pit boy. There you go. I think any less than like ten or eleven wins is like a mistake. I think so like too. That, like right things go you. poorly yeah. if you have like if you're worse than eleven and six. Yeah, for sure. And on the pit train, just to address this, no, I am not a Miami Dolphins fan at all. I'm a Dan Marino fan though. Pittsburgh boy through and through. He's as Pittsburgh as it gets. Pitt's greatest quarterback of all time. And in my opinion, hot take, Dylan Cole. The most talented quarterback in NFL history. Now, I'm not saying go, not saying greatest because Tom Brady, obviously, the rings do matter. The winning Marino never got a ring. I get it. But in terms of pure talent and arm, arm talent, Dan Marino was way ahead of his time. Dude, go back, go to Pro Football Reference, you heathens, you statistical heathens. (laughs) Go look at Dan Marino's stats during his career and specifically his prime. 
and it's ridiculous. They're like modern stats in an age where people really, they threw the ball more than, you know, the 70s, but it still wasn't like it is today where everybody's having 3,500-plus yard seasons like crazy. Marino was like putting up modern numbers back then. He was nuts. Yeah, that's such a fascinating point, too. Like, I think it's starting to gain more prevalence now. I'm going to take credit for inventing this idea because I've been saying it for a long time. But I think there really needs to be two categories. There needs to be the GOAT and then the boat. <laughs> and the, the hear me out. The GOAT is all about legacy. Like, oh, uh, Tom Brady has uh, seven rings that he got from K Jewelers. or like, oh, it's from the Super Bowl, like whatever. But <laughs> then, like... The boat is someone that was just excellent beyond comparison and maybe doesn't have the accolades on paper. I like this. But is like goes unrecognized. Yeah. And I think that conversation can persist in MMA very well. I think yeah. perfect MMA conversation. I think Dan Marino then is is the boat and yeah. probably has done cocaine on a boat in his <laughs> life. I mean, that's just Dan Marino. Things. I mean, that's why he's the boat. Yeah, he's a real lunch pail, <laughs> hardworking guy. He's you the know? best, dude. There's, have you ever seen the, uh, there's a clip of him trying to do an ad read, and he keeps messing up the line, dude. He gets so furious. He gets so furious with himself. It's beautiful. Oh, my God, he's the that's man. funny. I've he's, only, I've never seen him on the field, but I've seen him in uh, Ace Ventura. That's a good So, like, that counts place for something. He was yeah, the GOAT. Football quarterback to play in a Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, yeah, for Hands sure. Down. The boat and the goat of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, so, some might say that's niche, but that counts for something. It does count. So your homework is to go watch Dan Marino highlights on YouTube. Just type in Dan Marino highlights. You'll see what I'm saying. I'm getting homework before I even go back You'll to see school. see what I'm saying. Yeah. Got oh, to get goodness. you back in the groove. Back in the groove. All right. Dude. That's All easy right. homework. Who's the boat MMA fighter? Because I, I definitely have the answer here in my head. And it's not who I think's the GOAT. So, like, when when we're talking about BOAT and MMA, it's a little bit biased, but I got to move to modern day. Of course. Because, yeah, you know, skills in, are, in yeah. the world where legacy doesn't matter as much as, okay, skill for skill, talent for talent, especially in a sport like mixed martial yeah. arts, which has just evolved so greatly. Sure. Yeah, BOAT's <laughs> only about skill. It's probably it's probably Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah it has to be. Gold. It has yeah. to be. I'm proud of you right now. And nice. of course, wonderful uh, goat contender as well. Sure. Like especially since his move to one fighting championships, yeah. he just keeps going, beating up those Singapore boys. He just keeps going. Yeah, he's easily the boat to me. And I think he's for me. John Jones is easily the goat. And we, I know we talk about I'm that closer a lot too. on that one. <laughs> I see Jones, especially if he like racks up two or three more in heavyweight. But I mean, if he does that, you can't like no. Even the biggest hater can't. I'm a, I'm not a hater, but I'm definitely an Anderson Silva stan. I think his like lot like Danny is always like oh, he's losing the you know Jared Cannonier or like everyone, but like his peak. His peak at the very top was such a high... Like, His peak was the highest peak in MMA history, and for sure. Like, that stands out to me so yeah. much. And, yeah. I, like, if Jones, like... Okay, like, he went to decision with Reyes, and it was really close. And, like, Reyes is now panning out, like, not what we thought him to be. Yeah. Now, Jones has the wins, but Anderson's wins are just so... It's, like, the most incredible highlight reel you've ever seen. Yeah. His wins in title fights specifically, so big moments, but... You could say that about Jones, too. I think sure. before, like, up to DC Part 2, he was that guy, too. He was finishing guys, like, insane. I mean, his rise to the top plus his first couple title defenses were just, like, mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. I would never correct anyone who told me that John Jones was the GOAT. 
but I do offer a bit of a like more unpopular opinion yeah. about that. I think it's funny that at least for us, I don't know. I think people do think this, but Khabib doesn't really get brought up as a go. It's like everybody understands he left a little too early. Yeah, see, that's like you bring up a good point because you argue and you say, "Listen, out of anyone who's ever fought MMA, there's only one guy who, if there's no referee, doesn't die in the case." That's a little yeah. morbid, but that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, there's never been an instance in this career where Khabib was finished. He's been in trouble, but he always got out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously never lost a decision. Yeah. So. Or even close. I mean, Gleason T-Bell was probably the closest decision he was involved in. And For sure. It was actually kind of close. If you go rewatch it, I remember live thinking like, eh, maybe. But Yeah. And that was like before was anyone really knew. I like I watched that fight live when it happened. Yeah. Like, little nine, ten year old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I that was like. That's so crazy. That dude. was the fight right after Khabib's uh, like crazy like throw it from like it was like remember when tony ferguson threw sand yeah, at the guy yeah, dude it was like that but a punch and he knocked the guy out with it sometimes that's what you gotta do was that tiago tavares oh my god listen, if i'm right wow, I that sounds right something i don't know if it was i remember he caught somebody and finished the, like the ground and pound was brutal. that was like when he was like brutal the referee was just sleeping on the job it was bad that was, was that probably was yamasaki oh, i mean who else not to mention names who else but, but mario so Dylan Cole, hundredth episode. You've been busting your butt to make this one special for us. Is it busted? Did you see it? Oh, it is it? Bu- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's roll the film and find out. <laughs> <laughs> the first clip. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. We had this idea. Hundredth episode. Something special for you, a little look back. You know, you watch your favorite TV sitcom. Sometimes they'll do a holiday special or an anniversary special, like a special occasion episode where you look back and highlight some of the best moments. So we're going to look back at 100 episodes, which, funny enough, our first episode was almost two years ago to the day with Adam Milstead was our first episode. So we've been on a pace of basically one a week since August 5th, 2021, and as we were discussing, I do think it's at least one a week and probably actually more. There were some special editions in between that weren't really full episodes like the hot sauce challenge and some of the right. recaps and things like that that were episodes, but not really. So 100 legit episodes today. And we're going to start with something funny. Let's do the funny clips. Roll it, Danny Palm. <laughs> Kama just volunteered himself yeah, to commentate. All right, get him I'll a headset. I'll You'll do, do some commentating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, 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 I'll say fun stuff. But like, I'll be like, boom, he shot the log on, he hit the floor. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's so <laughs> fucking awesome. Did he know the kid? No. I have no <laughs> idea why he did that. <laughs> Somebody told me one of your favorite hobbies is playing bomb darts with the boys, which... I can only imagine means one thing. <laughs> we need to talk about this Cassidy family mouthpiece. It's in a mesh bag that gets dr- <laughs> that gets drug around the gym mats. But I'm saying like Caden finishes around and and it's like cross his turn. They just pop it out. Pop take it out. It. Yep. Is there a spray of water before Absolutely they? Absolutely sh- not. <laughs> I want to talk about the bang addiction. I drink about six bags a day. Dude, stop. <laughs> I like shotgun bangs, like like straight up pop the can and shotgun it. Or like I'll take like pre-lift, I'll dry scoop pre-lift creatine and then shotgun a bang to chase it down. 
like before my workouts. Like that's how I hit great workouts. Dude, dude ending with Glenn Christner is a pro move because that to me was definitely a highlight podcast. I know like when we were thinking about what were some of the funniest moments and obviously we missed a lot of stuff, I'm sure. When you do 100 episodes, some crazy funny stuff happens, but these ones stood out immediately when I was thinking about it. Glenn Christner, The Bang Addiction, that was like mind-blowing and funny. Zack Snyder, for me, was the funniest all-around episode. I remember just completely dying several times during that <laughs> recording. Like, me and Danny would just look at each other, just be, like, <laughs> crying, laughing during that. So, Zack, fun behind-the-scenes fact, which if you've seen the episode, you probably noticed or knew this, but he got in touch with Ryan and my wife before that episode and got, like, behind-the-scenes facts about me. Like, he, he had certain topics to ambush me with during the show, which made it just hilarious, because I was like, how do you know this? Are you spying on me? Like, what is happening? He, right was, he was like the Nardwar of, uh, yes. like, he just hits you with stuff that you have no idea where it came from. Yeah, it's, the, it's always the shot you don't see coming that puts you out, right? And that's a very fighter move of you, Zack Snyder. But he had, in that clip, bum darts with the boys, classic. Please, would you be willing, because you didn't really elaborate enough, expl explain to the folks at home <laughs> what uh, Bum Darts with the Boys is. You know, some things are just better left unexplained, I think. <laughs> you need Bigfoot, aliens, Bum Darts with the Boys. Life needs its mysteries. That's fair. It needs right, its mysteries. fully understood. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've had some seriously hilarious moments. I mean, I've laughed as hard as I've laughed in my life during this podcast, and... Thanks for everybody coming on and being in a good mood because that makes it awesome. However, Dylan Cole, people aren't always just funny and laughing. Sometimes they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what? insane moments during the podcast? Wait, are you telling me that sometimes crazy things happen in this room? Crazy. Roll the film, Danny Paul. <laughs> I run to my vehicle, I'm in there, I'm peeling off, and I'm like, my arm feels kind of funny. I'm like, oh my God, I got shot. So now I'm panicking at this point. So yeah. I'm like, do I go to the hospital? Because then they're going to ask me, well, why'd you get shot? Where sure. are you at? What you doing? I just kind of went home, poured some peroxide in it, and laid in bed. Because today in Fired studio, up. we have a very special guest, Mr. Taylor Cahill. How you doing today, Taylor? In the palaces and caskets of a sick mind. That was that was sick, what? dude. That was sick. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good insight, honestly. That's kind of how I feel about it. I woke up, my girlfriend's freaking out. There's blood all in the bed. She's like, "Why is there blood everywhere?" I was like, "Yeah, I got shot." She's like, "What do you mean you got shot?" I'm oh like, "Oh my god, the really nice dog. I've never seen him be aggressive at all." <laughs> I took one step in the house, and he flew down the steps and jumped on me and bit my hand. Oh, that's what that's from. Yes. I went to the sink and all of a sudden I hear him like rip roaring again. And I, he's going crazy, crazy, crazy. And he starts to run at me. And it was like such a split second thing. I can't let you bite me again. I can't let you get close. Hit him with the teep, right? I was going to say, please <laughs> tell me you teeped the dog. Teep. I was literally going to say that. Teep, you did. teep one from <laughs> Will Morals. Dylan, was there any question that Josh Vasoki was going to lead off that one? No, there was no question. 
If he didn't get shot, there were 8,000 other moments from that podcast to pull from. But without a doubt, that one takes the cake because holy cow. Yeah, in terms of pure entertainment from the podcast and just like vibing in a funny vibe for the length of the show, Vasoki and Zach, which Zach obviously made an appearance in the crazy one just now too. Those two podcasts were just straight through madness. The start to finish, those two yeah. guys. And both of them had people texting me, messaging me, like, oh, my God, that podcast with Zach or that podcast with Vasoki was insane. Like, so Vasoki made so many fans on that podcast, I'll say. Like, so many people messaged me, like, dude, Vasoki's the man. And, yeah, he got shot, guys. That's a real story. That's just such a funny Allegedly. thing. I mean, obviously, he didn't get shot, like, in this room and had to, like, recall it. But recalling that moment so calmly, like, I would imagine, like, I've never, I grew up on the other side of the hills. I had it pretty good. Um, if I got shot, it would be like, <laughs> I think I would, it, it would be a bigger problem than if Visoki got shot. It'd be a little like, scarring. <laughs> That's because you're not north side, bruh. I'm, dude, I am not north side tough. I could not hang with those boys in that in that manner. We had Visoki Snyder, Jess Elizabeth singing, which was out of nowhere. I had no idea. And then she sang the national anthem for Brawl in the Brave. I know. So talented. 17? Yeah, 17. Oh, come on. It dude, was like a week ago. I know. It feels like it was like a year ago, though, at this point, which is crazy. Well, everything's moving so fast over in these parts. I know. Why, why are we rolling like this, still and cold? We rolling fast. Well, we don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. A train keeps a rolling. It's coming it. around the bend. You get it. Yeah. You get it. What was your favorite, when you were editing these, Like, what was your favorite clip to go through and, and re-edit and cut up? Uh, for the insane moments mm -hmm. one, it was probably Zack Snyder teeping the dog. <laughs> so I edited that in another video like, I want to say like six months ago. Yeah. And I like cut it up. Like that was one I attacked pretty early. Like I got that early. So then mm -hmm. like I'd only heard the short version of that story like uh, 800 times the way I cut it. And then hearing right. like more details from it this time. Like got it was the director's cut way funnier than I remember. The even. full cut is insane. And I don't know why, but as he was telling that story, I distinctly remember thinking, please tell me you teeped the dog. Like, specifically teeped. <laughs> like, how, or do you associate the teep with Zack Snyder? Like, Definitely. how did that come that about? that stout Muay Thai background, mm. that Coach True. Will Morrill, Morrill. I always mess up his name. I'm sorry, Will Morrill or Moral Morrill or Moral Oral or Will Morrill. You remember Moral Oral? That show? Moral Oral? Yeah, dude. I've never seen it, but uh, I've heard good things. Holy cow. Apparently, it's pretty deep. It's like a kid. It seems like a kid's cartoon, but it's not at all. Anyway. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> think it would be with uh, the name. Moral. But it's Moral like Oral. O-R-E-L. It's a person's name, I think. Uh, I don't know exactly. Listen, I'm not sure. I don't know if Khabib knocked out Tiago Tavares, and I don't know how Moral Oral is spelled, or even if that's <laughs> the show. I don't know. I don't know anything. I know literally nothing, Dylan Cole, but I do know that the Packy one-chip challenge is very hard. You know how I know that? How? We had, sitting right here, Julian Flannery, and sitting right where you're sitting, Miguel Francisco, tackling the one-chip challenge during... Safe to call this the most... What would you call it? The most... I mean, we just did insane, crazy moments, so you Maybe. can't use that again. The most... Outrageous? Outrageous episode. Outlandish? This was like an old-school... 
Nickelodeon show or something. It was like this weird half game show, half like let's just watch these people suffer for no reason, but it's really fun, but also you feel bad at the end of it. It was a good time. It was a really good time. Let's run that footage. I'm thinking about life right now. It's like, hmm. Use those to wipe your face. I'm going to eat it. That's I don't how know. This works. I'm just. I'm just gonna deal with the uh, the consequences <laughs> after, I guess. This is Lucas's fault. This is Lucas's fault. I don't know why I did that. Oh man, <coughs> he's alive. He's doing all right. No, he's not alive. He needs that ice cream stat. <coughs> stat. Just watching fighters suffer. That was so rough for them. Listen, it's only fair, and I think I even said this on the on the chip episode that Julian and Miguel suffer a little bit because Julian comes into our cage and knocks everybody out in twelve seconds, nine seconds, sixteen seconds. Miguel at that time was finishing everybody in the first round. It, you can't just win all the time in life. You need something to beat you down once in a while, and that chip certainly did the trick. Yeah, everyone needs to fight through a little adversity to get better. If yes. no one was going to best either of them in the cage in 2022, we had to we had to give them bring some out the chip building experience somehow. Yeah, you know for sure. And that was there were stakes attached to that as well. And I don't mean beef stakes. I mean strip district meats. <laughs> Shout out strip district meats. <laughs> I mean, stakes in that. They were battling it out to see who wins the 247 Amateur Fighter of the Year. Oh, yeah. So that was important for them that whoever won the chip challenge needed to also win that award. I think we just gave it to both of them at the end because they both ate the chip. Pretty sure they both puked. They both felt terrible. We felt terrible about it. (laughs) We were like, well, (laughs) we just ruined their nights. They both brought their fiancés and had like date nights planned after it and i'm pretty sure both date nights got canceled and i don't i'm not positive on that yeah they, they should have had so. like a double date at a milkshake place that like, could have been the move yeah milkshake factory little little freshen up there. something miguel did bring chocolate syrup he did have that chocolate he was syrup, uh like which didn't help anything apparently it. yeah no i wouldn't imagine so i i i personally am not a heat guy like i have trouble so oh, that, that would murder you. I don't know if I would have got through the wings, let alone um, El Chipperito. That Chip seems Burrito. to be El Fuego. It seems a little... Sp- now, here's the thing, and Danny Palm can talk about it, too, because he's done the chip challenge. And if you guys saw that episode, you also saw, saw Danny Palm literally chugging hot sauce right out of the bottle. And, dude, those sauces, shout out Willie Peppers. My boy Willie Peppers made all of them from scratch. He makes legitimately delicious hot sauce but i had him intentionally make some that i'm like make a few that you would never want to actually eat just make them too hot there were some down at that end of the table that were like too hot for me like i ate a tortilla chip with and i'm like yeah i'm not doing that again i don't want any more of that there and i like like a medium hot like i'm not a crazy hothead like danny palm or ryan but i definitely like some heat i go to a thai place i do like one less than the max you know, right, that's respect. Not that white. It's more than I would I, go. I mean, I'm pretty white, but not that white. You're physically white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> mentally, I can handle some spice. Yeah. But I got to ask quick. Yeah. Uh, were you going to segue or were you going to no, make... No, okay. I, I was just going to... Is Willie Peppers his real name? That's his government name. Wow. His, no, I don't know. 
I was going to say, I do know his real name, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say for a hot sauce guy. Yeah. That, that's like out of a movie. That's like, oh, it's Willie Peppers. It's Willie the Pep. Yeah, it does sound like it's like yeah. from Goodfellas or something. And but, then we got Willie Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Willie Peppers is a legend. Um, he lives actually right down the road in Heidelberg. So he's the man. His hot sauce. He needs to sell He doesn't sell it. And I've long thought that he needs to wow. sell it. So, yeah. At some point, we should make that. He already has the branding, Willie Peppers. That's like... It's a sick name. I think he looked into it at one point. <laughs> look into it. Uh, I think he did look into it at one point and determined that his his patent officer said that Willie Peppers is already used by somebody or something. Like, it was going to be a pain in the ass if he wanted to use it because there are already a patent on it for somebody understood sounds like if he uh if he sells his hot sauce it's gonna be some pains in the ass for a lot of people yeah oh yeah Oops. danny palm miguel and julian can all speak to that pretty well from what i remember they had a rough time what a rough time but both super deserving of amateur fighter of the year i mean just pick between the, there were a bunch of people up for the award yeah. but i think those two were the clear front runners at least for what they did in 2022 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i would have no problem raising both hands in that instance no sometimes you have to like glenn christner caprice hall you just you fight both of the win. night you both win yeah that's all there is to it but that episode was crazy we saw funny moments we saw insane moments we saw the most outrageous i like that word podcast that we've done sometimes sometimes rarely but sometimes things actually get serious on the podcast too and i like these moments man i it is like I've been talking to people for a long time. We were just talking about that. But besides 100 episodes, I did a lot of interviews before that with, through my journalism background and everything. And there is really something special about when somebody is opening up to you and doing it in a really authentic way. And you can always tell when somebody is just kind of hamming it up for the camera. And like, I covered the Steelers, Pirates, but like I've seen pro athletes that are just yeah. trying to ham something up. For, a lot of crybabies yeah, on those yeah. teams. <laughs> <laughs> Only teasing. Hey, this guy, hey, this guy can't stop. This guy just cannot help himself. The Eagles have one good year, and he's like, "Oh, they're the best team hey, ever." Let me have they this didn't win year. the Super Bowl, but they're so awesome anyway. You, you guys had the last fifty years, and you're gonna have the next fifty years. Let me have this one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. But it is. It really is a special thing whenever somebody is just no, just cut out the BS and just giving you the raw, real details. And I know when we were trying to think of what to put in this segment, there were a few that immediately leapt to mind. And I think you guys are going to like this one. Definitely different. Total change of speed from the funny and insane ones. But I think you guys are going to like these ones where people just broke it down and got super real for us. on those cement floors doing push-ups people laughing you know like what does this guy think he's gonna be what does he think he's doing you know you just like everybody else in here you know but i knew that those weren't the people that i wanted to be around but i knew i was becoming one of them and uh it scared me to death boy you know and uh, that's why sometimes i have to pinch myself when i look over and i see um those beautiful kids and that wife who's like just the ultimate saint you know help bring me into the church bring me to my faith and bruce davis i have to shout this man out he's the greatest human on the face of this earth age 68 he goes back to school because he finds out that 
all of his friends are going into nursing homes. This has choked me up thinking about this. All his friends are going into nursing homes, and he goes, I'm going to go back to school. Age 68, gets his nursing degree just to go take care of his friends. When I, when I first came back after my brother's accident, I didn't, um, I didn't know if I wanted to fight again. And then I like just seeing what it did for his son and how much he loves to come out with me. Mm -hmm. And I asked him all the time, what should my walkout song be? And what should, you know what I mean? You wanna come out and walk out with me? You wanna, and you know, you know what I mean? And he like, oh, you think I can beat this dude up? Yeah, I can beat this dude up, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, just just what it does for my, for, for that, for my family. For my for his son and to keep like his name alive you know what i mean like i'm gonna make sure like chris williams said it i'm gonna make sure everyone knows who my brother was just from me fighting yeah dude there were some uh some misty eyes in the studio there on both sides of the table i think for all of those calvin's was for context that was right before his fight with ethan goss his title fight and his him fighting for the title and specifically the 247 title because of what our name means and Ryan and Jim and the company very rooted in faith and Calvin and his family are very rooted in faith. He really wanted that fight, man. He really wanted that belt and said, you know, that it would mean as much to him as winning the UFC title in a very different way, of course, but like that belt specifically meant a lot to him. And when you heard him talk about what his family meant, what his support system meant to him throughout his journey and throughout that whole podcast, I think if you watched it, you're going to be a Calvin Harbaugh fan by the end of it because he's an out-of-town fighter, so we don't know as much about him. We don't hear as much about him and things like that. But when you got to hear about his journey and how he completely turned his life around, I love a redemption story, man. When people can reach the bottom and climb their way back up out of the bottom to greatness... And sometimes, this is something that really annoys me. This is kind of a tangent, but with our social media generation, if somebody isn't like the champion of something, they're a failure in so many eyes. Like people will just crack jokes at them. Oh, you never like Dustin Poirier right now. Never won the belt. He's a scrub, bro. He's from. He's a poor kid from Louisiana who should easily be in jail. Instead, he's doing that. Like, no, he's he's not a loser. Like, no matter yeah. how you try to swing this, the man is a winner. And he said he said it perfectly in the post-fight interview. I'm sure you heard that. He was like, "This isn't a funeral. Like, I've won at life already. I've already won at life. This is fighting. This is different." So I love when people can reach rock bottom, climb their way up. Calvin's story was amazing. I loved that one for sure. I th I think when you compare like how uh, Calvin and Poirier like. You see people that have gone through things like that, just hearts of gold, like the hardest workers, the nicest guys. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes in life, the people that, you know, unfortunately, whether by circumstance or however they get there, the people that reach rock bottom and climb back up are some of the best people you'll ever meet. And it has been, we, we can't emphasize it enough how much of a pleasure it's been to work with Calvin and his whole team. Tara Harbaugh grappled for us. Jacob Wiggins on our last show like we've seen mm -hmm. everyone that's come from Michigan has just been such a pleasure awesome. to work with and um, yeah I'm, I'm very glad to know Calvin Harbaugh and I would be more than happy to see him again for sure man they have a great crew and it's it's doubly nice to see like I said that that emotion that raw emotion but there's an interesting tie-in with fighters I think and this is something that I've no noticed for many years is that they are 
in general a little bit more passionate sensitive people which is kind of you don't expect it because you think they're just this tough burly fighter that can take it right. but like they they're very sensitive and when you see it like eddie rovnak talking about his mentor and how much that guy meant to him he started tearing up Patton obviously talking about his brother which that's a sensitive subject for anybody but i think fighters having the mentality they do going through the things they do on a daily basis they're able to feel those feelings a little more intensely than the average person because they are constantly exposing themselves mentally and physically every day in the gym oh mixed martial arts i mean i can't i'm no professional athlete but the the toll and the grind and what it takes on your body you have to be a very special human to um go through those circumstances and yes speaking on all those stories full disclosure you were talking about people getting misty-eyed yeah i was getting kind of misty-eyed throwing those together like i myself am like a sensitive like emotional person so (laughs) i was listening to those stories going danny danny like oh my goodness it's tough it's tough and i'm sure you guys have listened to like the joe rogan podcast or other podcasts where people go into that and joe will literally be like fighting back tears you can hear Mm -hmm. in his voice it's it's like i said it's special when somebody opens up in that way and just being a human being you can't help but feel a little bit of their sorrow and for calvin it it was like really a happy story when you think about it but even still just the presentation is super powerful for sure to go through all of those moments in life the highs the lows is to live a full life and those guys going out there fighting i mean talk about the most primal extreme Mm -hmm. things the most primal emotions that you could have it's you know it's pretty clear why these guys would be so passionate and sensitive about these things but you know they've all risen to the top in their own respective ways they've um uh, i'm at a loss for words myself it's just yeah we've had a lot of wonderful people on this podcast share a lot of wonderful stories we definitely it's been have. a pleasure that's a it's a good point to emphasize because the segment that we're going to close with is star star studded you know the the highest profile people we've had on the podcast to date but i really want to emphasize that for me and this has always been my outlook is that i don't really care about star power in the way that a lot of people do there are reporters and interviewers that only ever want to talk to the biggest names there are people who will only write conor mcgregor stories for instance or only want to interview whoever's fighting for the title but i was always the guy even when i was covering the ufc that was like let me go talk to this prelim fighter that's kicking off the card that nobody's heard of. Like, his story is going to be just as interesting. I'm positive. Just not not as many people are going to read it. And that's, like, the business aspect of it that's very annoying is how, you know, Conor McGregor always dominates the headlines. I'm so tired of that guy. Uh, is, is that a bad thing to say uh, on an official uh, podcast platform? Probably not. I mean, if he fights again, fine. But yeah, I definitely fight, want dude. him to fight again. I, you can't ever deny what he did for the sport. and No doubt about and, that. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing, but he's definitely like, please fight at this point or don't. But Did you stop. see <laughs> his, uh, his Instagram post yesterday? Probably not. No, that doesn't ring a bell. Like, I don't follow him, but somehow one way or the other I saw it. Follows every Philadelphia Eagle, but not Conor McGregor. I'm tired makes of that sense, guy. Bro. He deleted it because it was embarrassing. Nice. It was uh, it was a sel- <laughs> it was a shirtless selfie in bed like this, and it said, "Good night, sweethearts." 
That's awesome. He should have left to be that on up. A drunk That's bench. hilarious. That's hilarious. I wish you would have left that up. I'm like, That's holy great. cow. Like, at this point, he should I was, just I was getting a little that. hot and bothered. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Like, Connor. how could you not? That, <laughs> Connor has that effect. I've got the tiger. Like, whatever. Like, nice. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, for every hundred posts that, you know, reference Conor McGregor, there's one post that references a fighter equally as interesting or more interesting, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't get covered as much because, you know, they weren't the face of a nation having a crazy UFC rise. Yeah. But, you know, every, everyone has a... I truly believe that everyone has a story to tell, and... Um, I like how we're like lowering the importance of star power right before we uh, go like, into here's our this segment. segment that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, <laughs> but it does obviously for very clear reasons, and it it's an honor to have star power on the show too. Don't get me wrong; like being able to talk to people of that level, a lot of UFC, Bellator vets, John Anik, having people like that on the show is really really cool too. But I just wanted to, I don't know, soapbox a little because that's just something that I personally feel. I, I've always felt that I'll gladly talk to a debut amateur just the same way I'll talk to John Anik or Kama or whoever it might be. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Star power doesn't matter. Here's our no, best here. stars. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Bonacorsi, what's up, dude? How are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we got to yeah. talk about this. Yeah. Can you the guys champ. see it on the camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The champ. the champ shirt. By the way, Pittsburgh, I just got to say, most underrated American city. I remember the first time I went, didn't love that it said City of Champions on the fire hydrants because, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. But, dude, that's sick. So you guys got Fight Club and Book Club going on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might look like a bunch of Neanderthals, but we're well-read. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go into anything not be, wanting to be the best in the world. I'm gonna be the best in the room. Then after you're the best in the room, you're gonna be best in the county. Maybe after the best in the county, you wanna be best in the state. Best in the state, best in the country. Best in the country, best in the world. Kama, you wanna you wanna tell the good people what's going down in February? Um, February, um, it's gonna be Valentine's Day, February 14th. So you guys make sure you go out and buy some chocolates for your loved ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> Kama, he's still doing it. You have you had Wilkins back then, Cherico, Dom, me, Milstead, but not all those guys, myself included, are are coaching the new generation. So we're just hoping to keep it moving forward. Yeah, dude, some great guests, and I think it's funny to also see. Excuse me, that juice to Jupiter working on me. Damn, making careful me, over making there. Making me burp. <laughs> it's funny to also see the evolution of the podcast. The uh, split screen zoom interviews to the restream days to the studio it's it's funny to see some of those older clips where it, it was zoom and it was totally not the same like, yeah we've different. gone through an evolution much like if you go back to rogan in the first episode with the snowflakes falling yes. and everything why didn't we do that I we, don't know, we, we should have thought of we're that. just not as smart as joe rogan man that's all there is to i it. guess not but yeah the yeah. evolution of our podcast like obviously i haven't been on it like, I've been a part of the 247 since the early days of the podcast, but I wasn't around for the beginning. But even seeing the evolution, like, from, like, the first one I did was with Craig Perry post Bit B10. So crazy. And um, going from the Zoom to the, this wonderful, incredible studio, which uh, had microphone issues for the first couple episodes. Oof. And that then, Dalton Rasta one that's in there, that was a rough episode, technically. Yeah. Yeah, we so, were definitely still figuring things out at that point. 
Like even with uh, you know our our wonderful producer Danny Palm, who uh, his style got so much more comfortable and better throughout the episodes too. Like every episode gets mm -hmm. better, it's unless funny. I'm on, and then it gets worse. But. Yeah. So sorry to just totally spoil the hundredth episode for you guys, but Dylan's <laughs> on it. And Oops. Yeah, it's kind of a turd. But I would. I, there were you know some that weren't in there just because. Our time is obviously limited. Dylan's doing 8,000 different things, trying to mash up a good star-studded. I just wanted to shout out Cherico, Cody Law. I'm trying to think who else wasn't in it that is definitely at that level of star power. I don't want you guys to feel left out. That's all I'm saying. No doubt. Who else? No doubt. Who am I forgetting? Nino Bonacorsi was in it. That one was really special. That was cool. I mean, yeah. you could easily throw Isaac in there. I mean, Isaac's a star. <laughs> Isaac is a star. If you went to Sprawl on the Berg, you, even if you didn't go to Sprawl on the Berg, you certainly know that. But yeah, yeah the Nino episode was super awesome. What a great guy. Ta like just hearing everything he had to say yeah. and his journey. Yep. And shout out to his journey. He just got hired by Pitt Wrestling as what? The student athlete coordinator? I forget Director. the official. Director. Something. I don't know, but it sounded cool. It sounded like a Man. cool title. Look that up, Danny Paul. Every time they post that picture of his hand getting raised with the bloody mouth, I'm like, Boom. that's my just, man right there. Like, get them feels all over I know. again. Student Athlete Development Coordinator. I was close. That's a lot of words. Cool. Student just, athlete. just say he works for Pitt Wrestling. Yeah, he works What's up with all these fancy job titles? But he's going to do great things. I genuinely believe whatever he chooses to do. Like, again, go watch the podcast with Nino because his character is really impressive. It's, oh, yeah. It makes you not wonder how he could have won a national championship. It's like, oh, yeah, a guy like that can definitely accomplish that. His head is on very straight for being such a young, promising athlete. I mean, we see the, the Johnny Manziel documentary is very popular right now. We, for every Johnny Manziel story, there's a there's a Nino Bonacorsi out there, too. Shout out, Danny Palm. Shout loves, out, Johnny Manziel. Loves Danny <laughs> Danny loves Johnny Manziel. He's, sent, he's been sending me clips from that all day. That's awesome. <laughs> Shout out Johnny Manziel on the 247 Combat Sports Podcast. Shout out Johnny Manziel. If you're listening, just want to shine just want to shine a little light on a guy that needs it. You know? That's awesome. So just to be clear on the name change as well, you guys are going to consume the podcast in exactly the same way. We're not leaving Spotify or Apple Podcasts or... You won't need to subscribe to a new channel. We're just going to rename and rebrand the existing one. The next episode is going to be episode 101, not one. We're not starting back over. So it's totally just a name rebrand that I think will serve us well in the future. And also just getting the 247 name out there more over Pittsburgh seems like a good move for us right now. For sure. We're going we're gonna to need to update that, obviously. Look at it. Brand spanking new graphic and look epic. It might not be brand spanking new. It might just be slightly changed. But the good news is that if you have one of our T-shirts with that logo on it on the back, that's now vintage, bro. Yeah, that's, that's classic. The value is now double. Don't give him the goodwill. Hold on to that. Do not give it to goodwill, or it'll be scavenged and sold it. My boy, Monarch Studios. Shout out Sean Flynn. <laughs> Go be finding them. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a crazy ride. It's crazy to think that we're on a hundred. Honestly, I know there there were some weeks where it felt like I was in the studio with Danny every day doing podcasts with people, and then there were stretches of like a week where it was like, man, I felt like I haven't done a podcast in a while. It's such mm. a part of my life, and I know our lives that it's it feels weird when you take a break away from it a little bit. Which, like we said, we haven't really done. It's been one a week very consistently. So 
pretty proud of what we've done here i hope you guys have enjoyed it as well we want to keep getting better we have some really fun ideas moving forward of different podcast topics themes our technology continues to get better and our understanding of how to implement that technology gets better so we can do different things moving forward we'll just say we have some ideas here the 247 combat sports podcast is going to continue to get great dylan cole going to continue to be cutting them things up for you to digest and enjoy that's what we're all about we you know with with top to bottom everything we do is uh centered on being just excellent being the best you know it's really an excellent work environment we have here where we all push each other to be the best we can and man Hunter Homestack, it's exciting times over here. It is, like, dude. We are growing. We are. Feels weird. Feels yeah. weird, man. It does. But, like you said, feels good. Feels busy. It feels very busy. But I'm really excited, man. September 9th, obviously, flying up on us, our Cincinnati debut. That card is coming together like madness. It's so stacked. It's so crazy. The talent in Ohio and specifically the pro talent. Oh, yeah. Just to talk about this for like five seconds. The pro talent, you guys are going to be surprised by this card when you see the final the final version of it. It's pretty nuts, the pro talent out there. So I'm really excited about Cincinnati. Then right back, Sprawlenburg 2 and Sprawlenburg 18 back-to-back. My goodness. My goodness. Things are happening. And then December is Sprawlenburg 3 and Bippy 19. Oh, boy. Buckle up. You got some bang energy. Where's Glenn Christner at? Bring us some bang. <laughs> we need that bang Please. delivery, Glenn to get through this but oh, thank you man. guys for real for sticking around i know some of you have watched every episode and that's really crazy and humbling to me to think that anybody would want to listen to me a hundred times let alone <laughs> and it surprises me too <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm, I'm right with you i'm right with you but yeah i think we got a hundred more in us dude at least i think we can continue to kill this i do want to know though if you've listened this long what was your favorite episode or if that's too difficult, what was your favorite moment? Like, when you watch the podcast, what kind of stuff do you love? What is it the funny stuff? Is it breaking news? Is it the heartfelt stuff? What do you personally like, dear viewer? Mm. And I will do the exact opposite of whatever you tell me for the rest of the episodes. Because I'm a contrarian. <laughs> I mean, talk about a hard choice, though. I mean, we've had such a variety of guests with a variety of stories and a variety of, you know, lives to share with us that, yeah, you know, for every comma worthy... You have a Calvin Harbaugh, and it's mm-hmm. just completely different energy. Yep. And um, got to give a shout-out to Hunter Homestack. That's you. That is me. <laughs> Interesting. You do such a wonderful job navigating all of those topics. Like, it, it could be hard, and it could be uncomfortable, or it could be awesome, and it could be funny. But you handle it with such grace, and um, I couldn't imagine this podcast existing without Hunter Homestack in that chair right there. Thanks, man. So I certainly hope that you continue to do excellent work and <laughs> keep building there. It means a lot, dude. Now that you're done reading that script that I prepared for you to close right. the show. Am I safe <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah. No, man, I really do appreciate that. Can, that I, can awesome. I have food to eat? Am I allowed to eat? <laughs> you are. You are. One small meal. Chicken All and right, rice. Sweet. I'll take it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Episode 100. This is nuts. Hit the century mark. 100 more coming your way. 247 Combat Sports Podcast. We'll see you very soon.